this is Tammy. And this is Kat. And welcome to Growing Sprouts Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So welcome back. This is the first time we're actually recording live together. So please excuse any audio weirdness that we're having and we have some guests in the background too which we've never had so if you hear some extra noises you know. it's our number one fans haha <laughs> <laughs> anyways yeah it's pretty weird to be sitting right next to tammy i'm literally touching her it's legs not, right now <laughs> um but yeah so today we wanted to have an interview with Tammy to learn more <laughs> about her public health journey. Yeah. As in, she is currently a, a master's student in a public health program. Yeah, Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so it's been a few years since I graduated undergrad, and then I worked for several years, about four or five, before I actually started this program again. But I'm already in my second year. I'm halfway through this fourth quarter of the program, and I finish in six quarters. So after this quarter is over, I have two more, and then I'll graduate. Does that make sense? You have six quarters left? Oh, or total, you mean total, you, oh, total. okay. Yeah. I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> no, I only have like two and a half, really. That's crazy. Wow, you're almost done. You're yeah. going to be a master. You're going to make sure my public health is <laughs> very good. <laughs> Okay, so the reason why we wanted to have this episode is because honestly, I personally don't know much about public health. Even when Tammy was like applying to public health school, (laughs) she asked me to read her personal statements and Mm. I couldn't even really be that helpful because I had no clue what public health really was. Uh And I feel like a lot of our listeners probably don't know exactly what public health is either, but because of COVID and the pandemic, a lot of people should know what public health is now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, um, even my family honestly probably doesn't really know, except maybe a few who are in healthcare, they kind of have an idea of what it is. Or like, actually my aunt-in-law She was like, oh, you're going to public health? You could be my boss one day because she works for, like, the county and she works for the county's, like, healthcare agency. So she had an idea, but I don't really think anyone else really knows what it is, so. Yeah, so I guess let's break it down. (laughs) First, I just want to share, according to the World Health Organization, which I think mostly everyone knows by now since the pandemic, This is what I learned from taking one of my tests, okay? But health is basically a complete state of physical, mental, and social well-being. And it's not just merely the absence of disease or infirmity, uh, which I actually don't know what that is. But public health is what we do as a collective, like a society, to create conditions to help people be healthy. So that's what public health is in the first place. Yeah, so that's what public health is for anyone who didn't know what that is in the first place, I guess. And what is public health to you? I need you to Um, also mm -hmm. just dumb down that explanation for me. Okay, well, like public health, (laughs) basically, we know that health, you know, we have to take care of our physical health because when we get sick, we should treat it and stuff like that. That's kind of the 
mindset of like Americans really to like treat when you're sick or like if there's something happen, um, there's that. But public health is more like thinking on a bigger picture level of every like the society's health. So understanding and like figuring out how as a society, like a community, we can be healthy. So like there are health programs that gear towards like people who are lower socioeconomic statuses or maybe people who might need just different programs to help them better their lives because there's a lot of different aspects of health, not just physical health and treating people. Um, so there's also like vaccinations, that's part of public health and like having flu shots and providing COVID vaccinations for everyone for free is like a public health initiative. So public health is just a really big, broad field that can encompass a lot of things. Mm. Yeah. So I know you have two quarters left and in public health, there are a lot of different concentrations. Mm -hmm. What is your concentration? And I know you're going to be graduating soon. So (laughs) just curious as to where you want to go with Um, your new degree. Well, (laughs) there's a lot of, yeah, so there's a lot of different concentrations, including typically epidemiology, which looks kind of more the data side of what I just talked about and understanding like the spread of diseases as a population and then for there's also like biostatistics where you're like really into the data heavy stuff but for me I'm more on the community health side um, my school our emphasis is called social social cultural diversity and health it's a mouthful that the students in my cohort always mess up too so yeah um it's basically like community health and understanding like the diversity of the hopefully i don't know if that made any sense but that's that's where i'm at because i'm not a huge data person and even though i wanted some data skills that's not what i wanted to continue into in general i kind of want to manage healthcare programs and stuff like that there's also like health policy but that's still being developed at my school and that's kind of something i'm interested in or even healthcare administration i know there's like a whole degree in itself with that but public health kind of thinks about and focuses on other things too like um, social determinants of health so like other factors that um, affect health and people's lives rather than just the straightforwardness of diseases so yeah Mm, that's so cool so i just wanted to like back up a little bit in terms of your path and how you got Mm -hmm. here i do recall that you have mentioned that you're a biology major and you graduated a with a bachelor's in biology so i don't know if it's common for a lot of public health master's students Mm -hmm. to be a bio major but just wanted to know your path and how you decided to get into public health i wouldn't say there are a lot of biology majors who go into public health i mean There might be, but not necessarily a lot of people with that degree in my program. I got a biology degree because I liked AP Bio and just general (laughs) biology in high school. And so I was like, well, naturally, I always was taught to help people and like I should go into a career where I can help others. And because I like bio, I was like, you know what? Human biology, helping people, I should be a doctor. And so that's just what I thought I would do in college. I was honestly debating between like math and bio because I like those two subjects, but ultimately I went with bio. And throughout my college career, I thought I would still go to some sort of grad program to do like a healthcare degree, like um, like be a doctor or a nurse or PA or something like that. But turn of circumstances, I realized it just wasn't the path for me. And 
I was sick of studying bio and like the hard science of that type of field and it just didn't really interest me as much anymore um, and so that's how I switched over and ended up deciding to go into public health or like but like I think in general I, I took some time off because I was confused after graduating about like what to do because I don't know I think a lot of people <laughs> deal with that like figuring out life and where to go after graduating especially with the bio degree i think typically people with bio degree they can go into more school or they work at a lab and do that sciencey bench work stuff but i just wasn't into that like we took lab classes together cat and they freaking sucked ass so. I, yeah tammy and i took many lab classes together and we took many bio classes together and i think by our junior or senior year we were like hmm why are we bio majors? Yeah. But it was kind of too late and we were already on the track to graduate. Yeah. And I think, like Tammy said, like the end of college and post-grad, it was a lot of really rethinking what we wanted to do. Yeah. And like Tammy and I actually worked at a clinic together, kind of to pursue like this health like career. Of yeah. Ours. And just to kind of understand and take a dive into the healthcare system and see if we wanted to do it. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I like got this job right after college. Um, I actually heard about it through a friend. And so a lot of her friends submitted their resumes and interviewed. And ultimately, they decided to hire me. And I thought it was a perfect opportunity because ultimately, I knew that regardless of when I went back to school and for whatever it was for, I knew I wanted some work experience to just get some exposure before I actually dive into it. And this was the perfect opportunity for me, really. I worked in a federally qualified health center. So for those who of you who don't know, it's basically a healthcare clinic that accepts lower income patients. Um, people can pay cash for a really low price and we accept insurances like Medicaid and Medicare. So really it was serving the community and it was back home where you know I grew up in and I thought it was really cool. Basically I was in an integrated mental health and physical health program. So I got to interact with a lot of different people and different teams and it really opened my eyes to what community health was. I went out to outreach at different community events and met community partners so like I met a lot of social workers and stuff like that and that's where I heard and like you know continued to learn about public health even more because in college I would always hear my friends or like people from other schools go like oh yeah like I was a bio major too but I dropped out and then I switched over to public health but I literally had no idea what public health was in college I, was, I just heard that like you know a lot of people who <laughs> didn't like bio and it was too hard for them they would just switch over to that major you know what's so funny i had applied to a couple schools uh -huh. in california and i had selected public health oh interesting and someone was like no don't do that and Wait, i was why? like because he didn't know what it was that, either. that person did yeah and uh -huh. i was like same i really don't know what any of these majors are yeah i mean i like <laughs> And I know in high school, like, I know. I'm just thinking, like, I'm looking to my peers and then, like, my siblings maybe to understand what the hell I'm, like, doing because it's not like I can ask my parents. And I just didn't really think that school counselors and stuff were there to help me. They never really marketed themselves to do that, I think, at my school. Mm. 
And so I was just kind of following a track that my peers were kind of doing and it was based on what I liked. Like it's like, oh, I was good at bio um, and I was good at math. What should I do with it? But at the time I didn't think math was gonna get me anywhere even though I think a few years into college my friend one of my friends told me like dude if you go get your math major you will always like have a job anywhere because everywhere needs math but I didn't understand it honestly until like just a couple years ago really why math is so important but yeah I didn't know what public health was I was just like uh, it just seemed like a major that was easier than bio like I, I'm just the type of person to finish what I started or like really try to and I was I think I was just stubborn and so that's why I continued with the degree and just graduated with it until I started working but yeah that's what my first job was really what exposed me to community health and exposed me to more of what was out there besides you know being a doctor being a nurse um, there are so many different providers that can really help with healthcare. so that's how I kind of got my foot in the door of public health and that work experience, but I still didn't feel confident enough to apply to school yet at that time. So that's why I continued to work and apply for different job experiences, just because I heard it would be good for me to mm -hmm. like, you know, have applying to school. I know you felt not too confident about applying to your grad program. So mm -hmm. what helped you build that confidence was it just working different settings and being more exposed to the field or is there anything in particular that helped? I think graduating college, I was very not confident in myself overall, mm -hmm. but that first job, I met a lot of great people who lifted me up and really boosted my confidence and motivated me to do more. Like I was working with people of all different ages and they either started their careers later or they were still trying to reach something they had like very different lives than I did like a couple of people had kids already some people immigrated and then completely switched from one career to another and I think their I guess words of motivation and like affirmation of myself made me feel better about my capabilities because I felt like such a failure in college for just not doing as well as I expected and I don't know there's there's mixed reasons for why I felt that way but yeah I just didn't feel great like graduating in college even though I finished my degree I was just like okay but my GPA is kind of low like what am I gonna do and so I just tried to work hard and get that experience to boost myself up and I think just working with people and like having good friends around me to really tell me like I am capable and I can do it helped me realize like oh I can and we'll see and I'll just continue to work until like a little longer <laughs> and then yeah so I worked for a total of at least four years before I applied I believe yeah well you are extremely capable I want to say even when you were applying to schools you had a lot of doubt yeah for sure did that change when you finally got your acceptance into the public health programs and how are you feeling now in in terms of your uh -huh. confidence in this path and your ability <laughs> I think it varies so much like so much I feel like this confidence comes and goes in waves so when I applied I was very hesitant and I would just try to like ground myself and say you know it's okay if I don't get in it is what it is and there is a chance that I won't get in I 
only applied to four schools at the time and I was like, you know what, if I don't get into these, I can still apply to XYZ schools in later in the cycle, which luckily I didn't need to, but when I got in, I was like, thank God, like I can't believe this happened. My first acceptance letter, it was during the pandemic and I was reading it because it was just an email. I got in an email and I was like, oh, like it's from the school, like what does it say? And I thought it was just an update, but then I was reading, I was like, wait, does this mean I got in? And I was like, oh, I, I got in, I, I think, wait. And then I kept reading it over and I was like really confused because when you get into grad school, usually it's like, you've been provisionally like accepted and after we make sure everything's approved or something, then that's when you are officially in. But I didn't know that. I was just like, wait, so does this mean I got in or didn't get in? So yeah, I had to like ask my friends and like Google to see if this was an acceptance letter or not. I remember she like sent me a text and she was like, what do you think this is saying? Is this <laughs> an acceptance? And everyone like she messaged a group chat and they were like, yes, congrats to me, you got it. And she's like, wait, really? I was like, are you sure? I was like really hesitant because like it's not straightforward if you haven't applied to grad school before. Just know that that's the case. Like it, it's, it's, you know, it's like very formal tone and like that's why it was confusing and you're provisionally accepted. Basically, they want you, but they just have to verify your transcripts or something like that. And then that's when, you know, it's like stamp of approval basically, but basically it was an offer. And so, yeah, that I, I was just in disbelief because I mean, I didn't know. I don't know, at the time, like the school wasn't going to be my first choice to begin with, but I was like, you know what? If this is the only school I get into, it's the only school I get into and I'll, I'll go there because it's still a pretty good school. It's a great school. Yeah. <laughs> so I just want our listeners to know that Tammy got into most of the schools she applied to. Okay, okay I got like, into like half. Which That's is, like, good. <laughs> okay. That's genuinely really good. <laughs> Well, yeah, so I got in and then I think a month or two later, because I got that one really early. I didn't get the school that I actually chose until really late into it. And I was like, hmm, what am I going to find out? And so when I finally got in, I was like, oh my gosh, like I actually got in. That to... one felt more real. Yeah, that one felt like, <laughs> wow. Like their letter was, was more like, understandable. Well, I mean, it was like because, you know, it was the second one. So I was like, I actually got into another school besides like this first one. So I felt a little bit better and... It was nice and I think around that time too I had randomly got accepted for another job and so I think that year was just really good. which was last year basically but it's last year <gasps> yeah it's last year Kat's like making this face like wait what <laughs> is it doesn't feel so long ago I'm glad it was just last year it does feel so long yeah ago. but yeah I, it was like a good year because everything was going right and the job that I got the people that I was working with was honestly so kind and like really supportive and they it was an HR job so it made sense for those people to be good like bosses to me I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. well I don't know it's like you they should know how to yeah they don't want to get sued <laughs> yeah like be an employer or an employee to yeah. um, their staff or whatever so yeah I think it was just good and but I for sure was nervous going back to school because it's been so long and like I didn't do so well in college. When I started school, I was trying really, really hard and really hard on myself. And so these waves of confidence and doubt just definitely went up and down a lot. And I think throughout that for my first year too, so I'm in a quarter system and at the beginning of every quarter, I literally had a breakdown, <laughs> like every single quarter. And I would just 
freak out and then start like crying to my boyfriend or like just talking to people like what the fuck am I doing like I'm so confused like why do I feel so stressed out and anxious well to be fair you probably felt stressed because one you were starting grad school two she was still freaking working (laughs) and even when she quit the job she started getting she like got into a new job like a week later (laughs) So there's a lot of things, a lot of change that was happening. Yeah, there and was she a- started dating. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I only started like getting into a relationship last year. Yeah, but let me just say she did all of that while being a 4.0 student. Okay, okay wait, I was, I'm not a 4.0 student anymore. I got like a B plus. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Okay, but yeah, I I was doing well in yeah. school relatively, and I. But I wasn't like, I don't know, I wasn't recognizing like, oh, you know, I will be fine. Mm-hmm. So I was still just like anxious every single damn quarter. And I talked to my cohort and like my friends who were going through this with me too. And they were like, dude, me too. And it's just like nice because we could feel these things together. But, you know, we're all kind of stressed out. And there were people who are my age, people who are younger, or older so some people are already used to school and so for me I just was self-conscious because I'm like "Mm, spent a lot of time since I was in school and I didn't do so hot in undergrad but granted like sometimes undergrad classes were fucking hard (laughs) I think it comes to show that you probably just weren't interested enough in bio because I do think you're doing so well in your grad program right now and like sometimes Tammy will like text facts about her classes to me or like our group <laughs> chat and I'm like, dude, this girl like really enjoys what she's learning because your girl did not text me facts about like mitochondria in college, but like what now she's like <laughs> Yeah, that's the only fact she texted me, but like these days, it does seem like you're genuinely enjoying your yeah, program, and I think that also adds to, like, how well you do. It's hard to do well in a subject that you're, like, hate. Yeah, you, like, kind of hate and yeah. want to punch, so. Yeah. How are you feeling now? That I know you said the first year was rough, and you mm-hmm. just felt kind of insecure and not confident in yeah. your ability because you were scared because you were starting school again, yeah. and it's something a lot of your cohort is also experiencing but now that you are on your last year Uh how have things changed and uh yeah i feel so much better honestly but i think uh, the thing is like i got really stressed about a lot of other things too towards the end of my last school year and then we had to take an exam for this program to be certified in public health as part of a graduation requirement and just like in general and so I don't know, I think I was stressed out about that in in school in general and like work and just life. And so after passing the test and like summer being over, I was like, oh, I feel a lot of relief. And right now I'm only taking two classes. So that's part-time and working. So I don't know, it just feels a lot more manageable. And I haven't gotten stressed out or like had a breakdown about school necessarily. (laughs) So just like, I think because I'm thinking about other things in my life and now that it's been a year and I'm like, you know what, I feel okay about what I'm going into and choosing my classes, knowing what to expect from it has made me feel better, I think. I haven't worried as much. Though I am still like stressed out here and there, I'm like, ah crap, I need to get this done. It doesn't feel as stressful or anxiety inducing. 
So I think I feel more confidence, and I only have to take one more class, honestly. <laughs> like it's only one more legit class. Oh wow! Yeah, the rest of the units are just practicum hours, so it's like oh. kind of like working. So like I know you were talking about like classes and having to choose, and you only have one class left. Can you actually explain to me how classes work? Not like how classes work. I know there's like a professor <laughs> and there's yeah, yeah, students, yeah. but like I know your cohort is relatively small. Yeah. Because most grads programs have pretty small. Mm-hmm. Cohorts. How do classes work? Are you? Is it kind of like grade school where you just have class with every single person in your、mm. cohort constantly, or? So what I didn't realize before I, you know, started going into grad school, or even I don't know. I think it was it wasn't until I got into school and started again that a lot of grad schools you have core set of classes that you need to take, but just like undergrad, you have those core classes that are part of your requirements, right? But then you also have electives, so. So there are classes that you can pick and choose from, and as long as you fill up certain requirements, then you're good. So that's the first year. My whole cohort basically took most of the same classes together. We also take classes with some PhD students because the first year they also have to take some of the core classes we take. And depending on the concentration, you take different core classes. But there's a select handful that everyone has to take. So we have those like core classes we take together with the cohort. So in the beginning of My first year, a lot of us were in the same classes, like epidemiology, like biostats, foundations of public health, like as a general. So those classes are the same. But then as we continue the program, we kind of split into our concentrations more and take more classes similar to our concentration, like cohort members. Or like now, I'm basically just taking elective classes, and so I get to choose whatever I want and. What will fulfill it, and other students will choose other classes. Our school right now didn't have like a large selection, but we can actually take classes that are offered by other graduate departments. So I'm taking like a policy class from like the policy department rather than the public health department.、Mm. But because I got approved for it to qualify as an elective, it worked out for me. Some of my classes are taking like. Social ecology or sociology classes from other graduate programs that works for them, or they're taking some other epi class that is under public health.、Um, so we're kind of spread out this quarter, and next quarter will be kind of the same too. Okay, and then you know I just realized like there is your public health cohort, huh? Mm-hmm. But then everyone has different concentrations. Yeah. So how does that work? Are there only a few people that have the same concentration as you? Then, actually, there's a lot of people in my concentration. <laughs> oh. So like our school right now, we only have biostats, epidemiology, my concentration, and then oh oh, and then there's environmental health. So there's like in my cohort at least, there's two people in enviro, maybe a handful of people in biostats, and the rest of us are. Split between epidemiology and like social cultural. It's a mix. It depends every year on what people select, but people do have the option to like switch over to another emphasis if they want. But I think it can be kind of difficult. Like you have to choose kind of early, and so I've heard like the cohort before me, a lot of them re- actually switch concentrations.、Oh. Um, but I don't think anyone in my cohort has, except for maybe like. One person or two people. Oh wow! So do you also get accepted into schools based on your concentration? Yeah. Or like I know you mentioned there's like two people that are、uh-huh. doing like environmental. Yeah. So you have that to. That sounds kind of lonely. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Let me say that. I mean, they they I know both of them, and one of them I interact with more because 
we obviously socialize and we plan events with each other and stuff like that. So it's nice because we can still go out and have fun. And we have our core classes, so we see each other and stuff like that. Before when we apply, we have to look into the concentrations and select which path that we want to. And I mean, we have to talk about it in our like statements and stuff like that. So they're choosing us based on, you know, everything and. They put us into the concentration that we're choosing, but it's yeah. not hard to change your concentration once you're accepted and in the program. I I think it depends on which concentration God. you're trying to switch into because I think if you switch into like mine into biostats or something, our core classes are very very different. Like there's is very data heavy, <laughs> so I think it might be harder mm. to do that unless you switch like right away. You might have to test into it, but. None of my close friends really have done that, so I don't really know what the process is, and I'm sure every school is different too. Well, I'm glad you didn't have to switch, and that this concentration was the right one for you. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I am glad that I'm in this one. Like sometimes I'm like, hmm, should I have been in like epi, which is epidemiology? But then when I look back on my experiences, I'm like, no, this is this is right. Like I like the classes that I took. It makes sense for what I want to do, and it helped me like with the test even that we had to take. So yeah, that's exciting. Well, I'm glad, and I know you mentioned it relates to what you want to do, and mm-hmm. I know this is your last year of your master's program. Woo! So how are you feeling about almost graduating on this grad school journey, slowly coming to an end? Um, if you're willing to share, I have mixed feelings. I think one, like we talked about, I have a lot of anxiety and I like to plan for the future. So I'm like always thinking ahead, and I'm kind of like I guess a dreamer. I'm an ENFP, so I like to dream about what I do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I don't. I think I am always looking forward to things, but then I need to learn how to like enjoy where I'm at. And so I have mixed feelings about that. Like I am excited to have money again. <laughs> like I am so tired of being broke because school is expensive and living alone is expensive. But I am excited to kind of have a stable. Like life again. <laughs> I think the school is just stressful in general, but I enjoy where I'm at because school is still interesting. Like I like learning a lot. It's just the being broke part is not fun, and then having to work at the same time. I will miss my friends because I don't know where I'll end up, and I don't know where my friends will end up. So we might all be very dispersed again, just like like college friends. You know,、mm-hmm. people can end up wherever. But it's nice still being around them and hanging out when I can and have the energy too. So mixed feelings, but I'm excited to move forward, not be broke mainly, <laughs> and then I can you know live my life and. Travel and see my friends if needed and stuff like that, and hopefully I can get a job that I really align with and can make a difference in, but enjoy at the same time, but also get paid enough to <laughs> enjoy、That's、my life. All valid. No, seriously. So, what would be the perfect job for you next? If you had to just describe what you're trying to look for and、yeah. what would fulfill you and also help you put your degree to use. Uh huh. I mean, I think in. Any job, regardless if it's public health, honestly, I need to have a supervisor that I really 
enjoy working with that really can respect what I can bring to the team but also I guess push me to be better and believes in me also in a very healthy way because I think I've had bosses like that but you know some people express it in ways that I don't necessarily love so I think important most importantly is who I work with and getting good vibes from that secondly of course I want it to be related but in general I want to manage a health program type of thing so ideally something within like project management for some sort of health program or even like I'm doing research right now I don't love research but I don't mind the project like management kind of side to it and ultimately it still is helpful to the community I would love to work for the Asian community like in a more established setting like I don't know, I think I've always been working in the Vietnamese community a lot and it has its like pros and cons but it still is nice when I get to interact with these people or like know that it is making a difference in my own community's lives. So it's nice if I could like work in an Asian American type of setting but I don't mind if it's other stuff. I think community health in general and just like promoting equity for like minorities and stuff like that. I'm not really into tobacco prevention and like on cancer stuff but community wellness in general and i don't know some sort of broad program i'm also interested in like mental health type of aspects and like health policy so somewhere where i can gain my skills in like writing or management or even planning and evaluating stuff (laughs) yeah i like that does that make sense it makes a lot of sense and like i like that you want to work with the asian american community also because public health especially with like the Vietnamese community, mm-hmm. it's not really there. Yeah, I mean, Vietnamese people don't... It's like they have a basic understanding of what health is. Like, oh, doctor, you're going to treat me? I'm sick? Okay, let me go get help from a doctor because they know what they're doing. And so honestly, sometimes I'm a little nervous because, I mean, I am Vietnamese and like trying to explain my qualifications can be kind of hard because one, I'm not even a doctor, like a, like a medical doctor. To I'm not like a PhD, so I can't be technically a doctor. So I'm just like trying to explain that I do have like knowledge about this type of stuff. Is I don't know. I guess it's, we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> but I I think it's it's nice to see more Asian Americans mm-hmm. and health initiatives for Asians. Don't worry though. When you speak to Vietnamese Vietnamese people, they like automatically love you. <laughs> Tammy has like, when she was working at the um, healthcare clinic, she had to work with a lot of older Vietnamese patients. Mm-hmm. And she, there was a day she tried to like train me on speaking <laughs> Vietnamese. Hey. Yeah, we were doing a survey or- Oh, um, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She talks so fast. First of all, she's very good at speaking Vietnamese and Thanks. they're always like, wow, your Vietnamese is so good. Well, it definitely <laughs> improved too. From working there, like yeah. so, it's it's gotten better. It's not just like natural. Yeah, so they'll like you and they'll listen to you. I will see. <laughs> I don't know. I just want like something stable and something that I enjoy. And pays her well. Yeah, and pays you well, because I don't want to be broke anymore. I want to pay off my loans and live a comfortable life, and then have the energy to help others. You know. You know. I know. But <laughs> I'm like really excited to see where this career and this journey takes you and how you wrap up your final school year yeah we'll see i mean i'm gonna start practicum next quarter i'm actually looking into hr like employee wellness so that's actually something that i would be interested in too like i don't know if anytime soon but i think in the long run it would be really cool 
if I could establish like employee wellness programs in different companies because not every agency has it and it's typically contracted out to other agencies or maybe if I can work for an agency that runs employee wellness that would be cool I don't know I think I have a lot of ambitions that I'm not sure if I will achieve or can achieve yet but that would be cool if I could get into it yeah. sometime in my life because I probably won't be doing the same thing my entire life I think I get bored easily mm-hmm. and so that's important to feel somewhat challenged and not bored of what I'm doing yeah and I think that's good because public health there's so it's like such a big and widespread thing I don't think you will get bored yeah and maybe one day I'll work like in health tech and see how that mm. goes and then go back to the public so oh. <laughs> <laughs> like I think I want to go to the like work in the public field, mm-hmm. like public agencies and stuff like that, and then maybe transition and work in private sector for a few years and see how it is, see what I learn, and then eventually go back into the public and retire with the public. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I want to retire working for a public sector. Yeah, they have good benefits. Yeah. <laughs> I guess to wrap up this interview, can you just share one of your favorite memories so far that you've had with your like cohort or just Mm -hmm. in your program something that something good yeah (laughs) um actually i don't know actually two one something good and something you'll miss okay okay (laughs) something that this is not even school like school related but my cohort i think we all a lot of us make an effort to see each other and like hang out and talk outside of school and what's really nice is that we understand this type of viewpoint of public health where life is not just about one thing or another there's so many aspects that come into play and where a lot of us are pretty progressive and like you know want to help the world and so i definitely will miss talking to them and like having these conversations even just like when political issues came up and a lot of us feel a certain way about it and we don't know who to talk about it with or express it towards we can rely on each other to talk about it and i don't think it'll go away because we still talk outside of school too but i definitely will miss being closer to them and you know having that space to discuss all these problems that the U.S. has um but then another memory like when sorry I got distracted but like that that's something I'll miss but the memory that I have is during our winter quarter last year we basically had to do all of it remote because of COVID and so we were just really stressed out and it's tiring being at home all the time and not having in person or like a hybrid situation and it was just a really rough quarter. We were constantly presenting like random crap. We had so many projects, like a lot of busy work too. There was one week when we finished up major things and we decided to have this thing called drunk presentations. <laughs> like, There's like a bunch of TikToks I think that people do drunk presentations and basically people just come with a random topic they want to present on and it was super super last minute but we made it happen. We met up at one of the cohort members place, one of our friends place and a lot of people showed up like some people who don't usually get to go out or only come to a few events here and there. A lot of us showed up and so we drank a lot and a lot of us presented too. There was at least like 15 presentations that we did throughout the whole night. What was yours? <laughs> so mine, mine was on 
dating apps. Oh. So mine was like how to be like successful on a dating app or something like that. And it was just like what to do with your dating app. And so, yeah, I mean, some of my friends have told me, you know, like, I was drunk, but it was memorable. Like, I was like, like they're like, oh, I should do that. Because, <laughs> I mean, there was, there's a lot of us who were in relationships, and I was in a relationship, but, I mean, I was on dating apps for a long time. So, yeah, and then, yeah, a lot of, a lot of random presentations. Like, some of my friends did presentation on BTS. Some was, like, one was, like, men who I think are hot. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, like, one was, like, Pokemon I would eat. Hmm. So it was it was a fun random night yeah. that I think we all really enjoyed and remembered. And it was nice because we were all tired, but we finished up a bunch of things, and it was just an enjoyable time, you know? Yeah, I'm glad to hear that your cohort, you guys are close and yeah. able to de-stress together during busy, busy times. And yes. For sure. That is great. Wow. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. Give it a round of applause to Terry. Almost finishing up her master's degree. Woo-hoo. Hey, live audience, where you at? But yeah, thank you for joining in on today's episode and listening more about Tammy's journey. And let's all wish Tammy so much success. Yay. Yay! Thank you, thank you for listening. And hopefully those who don't know about public health learned something or maybe you can consider going into public health because it's a very great field Yeah, I really enjoy. And there's a lot of things you can do with it. Feel free to ask me questions. Open to that. <laughs> yeah, please ask her questions if you have anything to ask her about public health. She freaking loves it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, bye. Bye. <laughs>